This is Dr. Bob Patton. Welcome to Making Much of His Mission. His mission, of course, is to see many come to Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, so we can't be with Jesus Christ. The Bible says further, The wages of sin is death. We are separated from him and ultimately will go to hell. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He gives us this as a gift. We can't earn it, but we can receive it. For as many as received him, to them gave he power to become children of God. So as we receive Jesus Christ, he comes into our life, gives us his life, which is eternal life, and allows us to spend eternity with him. That is ultimately his mission. Let us all yield totally to the Lord Jesus Christ and accept him as our personal Savior. And now, the message for today. One area that is very controversial during this time is the question of abortion. This has been a big problem in the United States with a real split. But the question is not what does the United States think about it or what the popular opinion is or what is politically correct, but what does God, the giver of life, say about abortion. And so let's go to his holy word, the Bible, and see what he has to say. I'm going to start with Psalm 139. Uh, verse 1 and 2 says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou hast known my downsitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought of far off. God knows everywhere and everything that we do. And if you go further, and this it says, if I go to the farthest places, the highest, the lowest, God knows it. But does he know us in the womb? Yes, he does. For thou hast possessed my reins. <clears throat> that is talking about the kidneys of the inside. <clears throat> thou hast covered me in my mother's womb, a safe place. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are their works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lower parts of the earth. That's a suggestion of the mother's womb. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being imperfect. In thy book all my members were written, in which continuance were fastened, when they are yet none of them. He goes on, How precious are their thoughts unto me, O God! How great are the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more than sand. When I wake, I am still with thee. And then, surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God! Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. Now I lived through the horrors of World War II, spending over three years as a prisoner of war camp in the Philippine Islands as a little kid. And during that war, Germany exterminated over six million Jews in what is called the Holocaust. Some doctors experimented on Jews, doing various things, killing them often through their experiments. For instance, trying to see how much cold they could survive in and this and so, a variety of things. But that Holocaust, I must be honest, pales in significance to the number of babies aborted in the last 40 years, from January 22, 1973, the passing of uh, the uh, Roe, <clears throat> 
Lomb to January of this year, the number was 57,000, I'm sorry, 57 million 572,169. And although the Jews were tortured and executed, I must say we are doing worse. We are selling baby parts. We are harvesting humans. And this has been recently documented. It has been <clears throat> documented that Planned Parenthood sells baby parts and they are the major abortion provider, and we provide them money with federal funds, and also many do it with such things as United Funds, which will support Planned Parenthood as well. In fact, one-third of all the pregnancies in the United States end in abortion. And I was thinking what our population would be with 57 million more uh, live births here. We would be approaching 400 uh, million people. Now, the Bible says that life begins at conception. Many people have tried to say, well, you know, uh, when you abort, that's really not a baby. That's not really a human yet. But in Jeremiah, we read these words, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou cameth forth in the womb, I sanctified thee and or ordered thee a prophet among the nations, Jeremiah 1.4. When a baby is conceived, 23 chromosomes in an uh, egg which is ready for fertilization are united with 23 chromosomes from the father, from a sperm, and now this fertilized egg forms a new being. That being is, has life, and that life continues throughout life. There is no sudden change from non-life to a life. And we cannot say that, for example, it's an inanimate, non-living matter because it's a blastocyst. Or until the heart beats, it's not really a living being. That is not true. Furthermore, that cell is totally apart from the mother. It has some of her chromosomes, sure. It has some of the father's chromosomes, too. But it is an independent being. And now we know that as a fact because we can take a fertilized egg. They've done this. Take the egg, actually, fertilize it in vitro, place it in another person's womb, and it will grow into a normal individual. So it's not part of the mother's... It's not part of the mother's... Uh, body. It is an independent life. Pro-abortions say, though, the woman can do what she wants with her body. Well, to be honest, uh, I sympathize with girls who have gotten pregnant out of wedlock or have been in a difficult situation, but really the decision to be used for your body needs to be made before conception and not after, and not to destroy a life which God has given uh, because it is, happens to be inconvenient. Furthermore, that life is a gift from the Lord. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Psalm 127, verse 3. No one has been able to create life. 
Oh, sometimes they will take some parts that are already living, take them apart, stick them back together, and say, hey, we've created life. That's not creating life. No one. It is a gift of the Lord. And even the first woman, Eve, said, when Eve conceived, she said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. She even knew. Now, when we go further in this, we need to see where God stands on on this topic. Humane treatment has always included the protection of the weak and the helpless. And we would consider abusing the weak and the helpless as inhumane and uncivilized. But who is weaker than an unborn child? What place should be safer than a mother's womb? And yet, we find that mothers are going to places like Planned Parenthood and their unborn babies are being ripped apart by powerful suction with pieces coming out or cut to pieces with sharp curettes or poisoned and burned by injecting salt solutions or actually manipulated inside the womb so that you can get intact baby parts and Uh, Providers even talking, well, I'm working on my technique to get the brain and the head out intact, which, by the way, happens to be an illegal procedure and punishable by law, starving them by preventing them to be implanted. You say that, what, what do you mean? Because the blastocyst, when it can implant, and that's where it gets its nourishment. So you just cut off the nourishment. You're basically starving that little blastocyst, even though it may not look like a human. It is already a human. Now, I know that in the past that um, some countries have exposed infants and allowed them to die, but has ever a nation been so cruel to its own children, they even neglect them after they are born alive and just leave them. And I've been told, in some cases, actually kill the child after birth if they're still alive. I remember reading about Christians in the Holocaust who were aware of the fact something was going on and they would hear screams coming out from trains as they rumbled their way to Auschwitz, Dachau, and other locations. What did the Christians do? As they were sitting in the service, they sang louder so they could not hear and drowned out the sound of their screams. What does this do? It sears our conscience so that it does not function properly. God has given every man a conscience. What have we done in our country? Have we seared our conscience now so that it's beyond recovery? How can we support these type of procedures with our tax dollars or the donations to charities that support abortion? And our country is paying a high price for this. Life is being devalued. The original idea was, well, what we're going to do Now, many people bought into the idea that we're going to have a purer nation if we abort those that are defective and so forth. Um, This was, of course, promoted by the Nazis who wanted to have a quote-unquote pure Aryan race. Uh, This is promoted by such people as um, Miss Sanger uh, from the United States. But 
a lot of that has been pushed aside. But they say, well, if people want the child, then they will not abuse them. And if we get rid of the children they don't want by abortion, then there will be much less child abuse. Actually, child abuse appears to have increased rather than decreased because we've devaluated life. Because we've devaluated life and look at it as something we can get rid of when it's convenient, uh, then that does something to our conscience as far as such random killings as drive-by shootings, shootings of students in, in school and so forth. We are not realizing that life is a precious gift from God and should be not snatched out. Uh, and even that is true of our own life and what is happening with suicides at this point in time. Thus, our values are, are grossly uh, distorted. A child gets a headache in school, a 13-year-old girl maybe, or 14 or 15-year-old girl has a headache, and uh, the nurse wants to give a couple aspirin, so she calls the home, or calls the parents to make sure that she can get permission to give them aspirin. But she can send them off for an abortion, and the parents don't need to know. Something is out of order. And I can tell you also that when you devaluate life at the beginning, you also devaluate life throughout life including especially the end. So what are you going to do with someone who is infirm or perhaps mentally handicapped or uh, just elderly? Are we going to just say, well, they're no longer a um, contributor to society. They cost too much. We'll just get rid of them. You say that never happened. Happens in Holland now. They have uh, euthanasia right now. And And sometimes it's not the individual but the family that makes the decision, or even at times the doctor without the knowledge of someone else when they happen to be covering for that weekend. The Bible teaches life is valuable because we are created in the image of God. Now, I realize there are certain religions that deny this. For example, uh, the religions of atheism would deny this because there's no God. That would be like communism. And also, I realize that uh, Islam uh, does, denies that man is made in the image of God. God is too high, and man is in a more of a master-slave relationship. But for uh, those of us who happen to be in the Judo-Christian uh, group of beliefs, uh, who accept the uh, Bible, Genesis 1, 26-27 says, And God said, Let us make man in our own image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and all the earth and every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In his image, God created, in the image of God, rather, created him. Male and female created he them. Genesis 9, 5 to 6. This is That was before the fall, after the fall. We still read this. Uh, God says to Noah, Surely your blood of your lives will I require. At the hand of every beast will I require it, and at the hand of man. At the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of man. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he man. Now, do I believe we should do everything we can to help unwed mothers? Sure, absolutely. Do I believe in uh, adoption? Absolutely. 
Many families have faced these types of issues. In fact, I would say it's rare that you come now to a family that has absolutely no contact with these issues, but the so-called quick fix of an abortion is considered an abomination in the name of God and should be rejected by all those who fear him. The mothers themselves pay a high price in depression, and even there's evidence that uh, certain things like uh, cancer of the breast may be increased by uh, this type of procedure. So, brothers and sisters in Christ and uh, all those others who are listening, and may the Lord bless you, uh, let's do what God says. And one last thing I would say is this. Uh, life is precious, and God has given it, and God wants you and me to live with him forever. And if by chance you have not personally received Jesus Christ as your Savior, I would encourage you to do that. God loves you. He wants you to live with him forever. He has made a way that we can escape the uh, wages of sin and death through the gift of God, which is through Jesus Christ our Lord. And to all that receive him, to them gives he power to become sons of God. May the Lord bless you. And a final reminder, what we cannot do in our own strength, he can do through us. So as we try to apply what we've learned today, let us yield it to him and ask him to live his life through us. And once again, this is Dr. Bob Patton from Making Much of His Missions, wishing you a blessed day. God bless you.